Maruchan superfans are everywhere. From the busy moms who want to deliver maximum flavor in a flash to dorm room diners who want to put some slurp in their step. There are a ton of copycats you could use, but if you want to bless your bowl, there's only one true Maruchan. Whether you choose instant lunch, ramen bowls, yakisoba, or restaurant quality gold, Maruchan is the only ramen worth obsessing over. Smiles for all, Maruchan. See what all the ramen hype is about at maruchan.com. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome. So you are listening to the Oh Crap Potty Training Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Glowacki. I am the author of Oh Crap Potty Training and Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. So today I am going to be chatting with Alexandra and this is sort of special. So a mama reached out to me, emailed me and she said, hey, my daycare is amazing and helped me so much with potty training and they're totally on board with your book. And she was so helpful that I would love it if she could be on your podcast. So I reached out to Alexandra. I actually sent you a video, right? Yes. <laughs> I invited her on the podcast. And so I'm gonna, we're going to be talking today just what it looks like when a daycare is really supportive, because I know a lot of you run into the problem of you get to daycare, daycare says they're going to help you. And then they don't. So we're going to talk to a daycare provider who helps parents and see if she's got any tips or tricks for us. So welcome, Alexandra. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting. It, it was so nice, actually. Well, this year, I mean, we had really amazing group of the parents. So the moment that kids started turning two, they were all started asking us, oh, what about the potty training? When we should start potty training? And that was the moment I was like, oh. They want to potty train. Amazing. So I right away recommended your book and I shared your book because since the moment actually I found out for your book, I was like, whoa, this is really something special. To me, it was really something special because the way how you explain in the book and how you are talking actually to us in the book, it's just talking. I don't even know how to explain it. It's nothing complex. It's just a life. Yeah. It, that is something, it's a process which... Just follow, enjoy the process, and there you go. Isn't it funny? Everybody loves like, oh my God, they're starting to walk. Oh my God, they're learning their alphabet. Oh my God, they're going to ride a bike. Oh crap, I have to potty train. It's, it's like exactly. that one milestone everybody hates. Exactly. That's how I also told them. Even when you, when you gave the birth to the child, they didn't know how to suck on your nipple. You needed to, to help them and to show them. So that is the same with the potty training, just a little, little nudge. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before we started recording, you said where you worked was not very helpful at first. Is that? Well, I mean, the policy of the school, it is kind of that we are not doing the potty training. We are not potty training the, the children. But somehow, again, this year, we had such an amazing group of the parents. And I just felt, okay, that is my community. And it's my duty, actually, to help them and to support them on that new level of following their, their children. I mean, in my previous school, I was doing the potty training. But then this time in the school, it's not, it's not the same situation. But again, I really had an amazing 
co-teachers. And so that's why it was pretty easy. Yeah. And I think that's a really valid point because when you do have, and I know there are daycares across the country, across the globe, really, that do this is, you know, and they will use my book often and they'll say, you know, hey, we're all going to do this together. And I think it's really funny because I've said on other podcasts, you know, a lot of moms these days don't have the village, right? They don't have the elders. But I said, you know, who's your village? Your daycare provider, the other parents with kids the same age. So I love that the parents were all like, all on the same page. And you were like, well, holy crap, we should probably support these parents, right? Well, Jamie, we have 12 children in my classroom. And now at the end of the school year, we have nine of them potty trained. That's amazing. At the same moment, in a matter of what, it was three months, maybe less, three months, we were we were all the time potty outside, potty outside. But yeah. it was, of course, it was very hard. But, but again, for me, it was really enjoyable. Do you think we should go into business and start a franchise of potty training daycares, right? That's always been my vision is like, it's a daycare that you go to for like just a month while your kid's potty training, right? They come in, we take care of them. We just potty, 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 and then they can go back to their And they're they're free. There we go. And they're free. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it really is funny too, because when my son, he was in a home daycare when I potty trained and the lady disrespected my wishes. And I arrived early one day to pick him up and he was in a diaper and I was furious. And I moved him to a city daycare where... It was a mixed socioeconomic bracket. And a lot of the parents wouldn't potty train at home. They refused. They were not going to do it. And the daycare didn't care. They said, this is what we do in this room. And I said, is there anything better at two? They don't need to know their colors, their alphabet. They need to know how to put on their boots and how to pee in the potty. (laughs) Exactly. They need to learn how to dress themselves, how to take off the clothes from themselves. That is something, a skill. That's how I'm I'm saying. That is a skill, which one you are giving to your child for the future. Yes. Well, and this daycare provider was like, we're not playing with diapers anymore. And so even the parents who refused to potty train at home, they bring in diapers and the kids were perfectly potty trained at school because they spent, you know, two or three weeks and that's all they did. Go outside and play. Come, let's go to the potty. One teacher had constantly taken two or three to the potty and it was so great. That was my life last couple of months. <laughs> now, with, you said out of 12, nine were potty trained. Did the other three struggle or did they not necessarily have the parental support at home? For those three, I just think they were, I think the parents' mindset were still not on not that level. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, but anybody listening, listening, anybody listening Mila, to this, when Mila came here, uh-huh. offers to potty train, you take them up on it. You start potty training. If you have daycare support, you don't refuse that. <laughs> Mila was also to me so funny because Mila at the beginning of the potty training, she was like, she was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm so happy to do it. But then she didn't really have a good time. But that, but I was like, just enjoy, just relax and enjoy, enjoy the right. process. And then now she's like, oh, thank you for the nudge. And I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes it does take somebody telling you or enjoy the process. And I think that's like, so many people don't enjoy the process. It's like your kid learning something so phenomenal, you know, and you see, I'm sure you see in the classroom too. Now, all of a sudden they're little humans. Once you potty train, it boosts everything up to this new level. You start seeing completely different personality. Yeah. There's both good and bad. (laughs) Yes. They're changing right away themselves, but you can also see the freedom. What I noticed about one boy, he was so, he was 
so open and he would go around the, the whole school. Everybody know him. But then the moment he took off the diaper, he started being shy. So oh. I was like, oh, wow. So it is, it definitely for them, it's completely different. It's a different feeling. It, but again, you can see how, how much freedom they have now when yeah. they don't have a diaper. And I remember one of my first mentors, she was telling me, you don't respect a child when you are keeping them for a long time in the diapers. Because it is true, they're relying all the time on you when you are going to change them, when they're going to feel free and clean. It's up to us. It's not up to them. But then when they have that freedom to go on the party by themselves, it's a completely different story. Yeah. And they, there's a lot more, I do it myself. I can do it myself. And so we have, we as parents also have to rise to that, right? Like, okay, yes, yes you can help in the kitchen. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. Did you notice with any kids in your class, did you notice a boost in language? Because I see that a lot with potty training. It carves new neural pathways and kids who may have had limited language all of a sudden bust out. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, so funny you mentioned that. This year we have one little girl, which one was I wouldn't say struggled, but she didn't start talking. And the moment she, the parents got a speech therapist and she started saying more clearly the words. But then at that moment, they decided to potty train. At first, I took the step back, but I was telling them, I'm not so sure how it's going to be for her. Is she's going to be overwhelmed with the potty, with the language? Is it going to be too much? But then they felt that, that she's ready. So they really did it. And I'm so happy that they did that because now she she's talking and she has so much more new words. And you can see that she's sometimes it's still not so clear, yep. but you can understand her. And every single day she has more and more words. So yesterday we had the last day of the school. And just yesterday I told them, I'm so happy you guys did that because you can see her personality completely bloom. Now okay. she's yes. That's amazing. Yes. So walk me through how it worked as like a group classroom. Did you tell the parents to like buy the book and we're all going to start this weekend? Or how did you approach it with the parents well, so like everybody wasn't? Well, every parent got a different schedule, kind of. I mean, we didn't really tell them, okay, you start and then we follow. I mean, that was actually, when you start, we're going to just follow. We're going okay. to gonna take over. Okay. But then they really did that in a, when we had, for example, a couple of days off from the school. So if they were staying with the parents for uh, four or five days, then they would start. Okay. For example, we, we had recently a spring break. And then during the spring break, three or four of them came back from the break without the diapers. So we You're just... Like, Game on! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we just continue. And then for the Memorial Weekend, we, we got the two new kids also without the parents coming back after three days without the diapers. All depends actually of the parents. I'm always telling them, spend some time during the body change, spend some time with your child and just notice how their body changes, how their body language also changed. You're going to see so much more. Just observe your child and then they're going to tell you what they need to do and when, when they need to pee, when they need to poop. And then from that information, you can share that information with us also. And then we are we're just going to continue doing the same thing as you are doing at home. Oh, my God. How do we spread this across the country? How do we? How do we <laughs> of course, Ooh. it just makes sense. And, you know, so many parents like freak out because especially their kids are in daycare because usually both parents are working. 
And they don't want to take a weekend to suffer. You know, they, they have plans and they have activities. And it's just what you say. We get so busy that we don't even realize some of the things that are going on with our kids because we just don't have that concrete time with them. And so I always try to say those first three days, like, enjoy the process, like enjoy kind of re-getting to know your kid because we know them so much when they're infants and then they start going and we can sit and have a cup of coffee. And so we start losing track of them a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. What do you think with the, like, I don't want to call out any parents, but like with the parents' mindset, what do you think they thought the children were too young or what do you think their mindset was? All this story about the potty training started when they were around 20 months, something like that. Okay. So I was actually really surprised because working in a school, I saw a lot of children staying in a diaper till three, four years old, mm-hmm. which for me, it was really, I don't know, a lot. I think that is really a lot. Yeah. But then when they said, most of them, they were like 20, 21, 22 months old. That is when actually all this when the, the chatter started. started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think they also felt it's enough of the diapers. I'm so happy again that the parents got that mindset. Okay, it's enough of diapers. I was telling them, the parents, you need to be ready to get rid of the diaper. Yeah. You need to put your mindset that it's enough of the diapers. Your child is ready. They will know. They will yeah. know. So the moment you you feel that you are ready and you don't want anymore to bother yourself with the diapers, that is the moment when you can just start. It really is that mindset. And I even say in the book, are you done done with diapers? Because, and I love that, that whole class, that is such a good age to start thinking about it. Whereas our societal norm, I can't even believe there's, I get so mad on Instagram because there's these like mommy influencers and they have no experience, but they have a lot of attention. And They're like, oh, don't worry about it if you're four or five-year-olds in diapers. They're not going to college in diapers. And I'm like, oh my God, that's too late. That's, it's too old to not be messing yourself, you know? Yes, yes. How long it's going to take to that child and to his mindset to get rid of the diapers and from that worm. And do you really want to have a child, which one is six, seven years old, but still feeling kind of ashamed in the classroom? where everybody is going in the bathroom by themselves, but they're still in a diaper. Yeah. Oh my God. This year alone, in the last six months, I've heard from four people now, four, that their kids aren't going to kindergarten because they're not ready for potty training. And I was like, they're past. And I'm talking neuro, neurotypical. I'm not talking about kids who might have some special higher needs, but I was like, this is insane to delay kindergarten because yes. that child's going to have memory of that. And then they're going to be behind in the educational system. Yeah, the, the same thing in my school. I think there is still a lot of a lot of children. I mean, definitely, actually, I, I want to believe that parents are changing their mindset about that. And then that they are starting earlier. At least how much I saw in my school, this school where I'm right now, but then also in my previous school, the same thing. I didn't really have a lot of children which one would pass three years old. Right, right. With the diapers. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Are you from Russia? Serbia. Serbia. How long have you been in the U.S.? For seven years. Seven years? Yes. So do you remember what potty training looked like in Serbia? Is it similar or? Well, now it's kind of similar to here. Before, no. Before it was, I think, I mean, how I grew up, I was one year old. The moment I turned one, my mom started potty training me. Yeah. 
because at that moment we didn't really have a diapers diapers it was still the cloth diapers right the parents were just done with washing and and ironing them every single day yeah. <laughs> oh, they ironed their diapers yeah that sounds like my mom <laughs> My mom like irons her no. underpants. <laughs> but then the same thing over there now, the same thing, literally like here. Now the parents are just, I think with the diapers, everybody just got very comfortable. That is so easy to put them on, to take them off. It's so easy for the parents when they are it's going traveling. Right. You're yeah. not thinking that you need to stop so often. You're not thinking to reminding them. So yeah. I think the, we just started being very lazy about that. Yeah, and I think the problem is too with disposable diapers is they wick the moisture away, which is a selling point, but it's also like really negative. Like, have you seen those diapers that they create a cold, a very cold sensation when the child pees so that the child is then aware that they're peeing? And I'm like, so we're going to put chemicals next to their crotch to turn it cold to get the child aware. It's in the diaper. So when the child pees, it activates a chemical that makes it very cold so that the child will be aware that they're peeing. And I was like, or we could use cloth diapers and they'll just feel wet. (laughs) There we go. I love cloth diapers. You know, people ask me all the time about cloth diapers and I say, yeah, it makes it easier to potty train. Just I used cloth diapers and here I used wool soakers. And so my son's butt was like five inches bigger. He like couldn't climb on things. He was like, get this off of me. I'm done with this. And so I do think like having that extra pain point, like you said, if you have to wash diapers and keep on that, you're much more likely to yeah. say, you know, I don't Goodbye, care. The diapers. Yeah. And even now my mom used to tell a story that, so I, I guess, I guess I was very, very late in potty training and she was embarrassed and she didn't want to leave the house because there were only cloth diapers. Everybody knew you were in a diaper. And I was like, oh my God, I had that much trouble. And she said, yeah, you were like 24 months. I wouldn't leave the house with you. And I was like, 24 months was embarrassingly late. And I was like, wow. And I also think that these days you can go to four or five years old and not be embarrassed because nobody knows they've made the diaper so thin, you know? Vaginas are absolute magic. And Ali is here to give them the respect they deserve. That means shame-free supplements made with clinically studied ingredients to keep your pH in check and your pleasure a priority. Put yourself on top. Go to Ollie.com today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And you guys, I want to be very clear. I'm not shaming anybody who fell victim to the mentality of wait till they're ready. So many people hear that from their pediatricians, from the cultural society. So if you have waited till your child is four or five, I'm not trying to shame you, but you've got to get on it for your child's dignity. What I am saying is I do work with a fair amount of people and I do see a lot of people on social media who literally say, I cannot be bothered. I don't care. I don't care if they're in diapers till they're 10. And I see this often. So that's who I'm saying like, come on, don't do that for your child's dignity. But if you really just in a heartfelt way, you were like, I was waiting till they were ready. And now they're, they're a little bit older. There's not coming a magical day at five or six where they're miraculously going to be ready. That time has passed. So now you have to lead the ship. But for me, I'm always thinking, what does it mean for a child being ready? 
what is the expectation? But no, I'm serious. It drives what, me nuts. Are, this whole phrase drives me crazy. What are the expectations that you're just going to show them the toilet or the potty at that moment and saying, oh, that is very pee, that is very poop, and that's it. They're going to figure out right away what is about to happen. No, even when they're five, six, they're not going to figure out that by themselves. Again, it's going to be a days when they have the accidents. It's going to be a days when they don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what two parents will say to me? Like, well, I just thought, you know, it's like socialized behavior that eventually they'd want to be like everybody else. And I'm like, yeah, but think of all the things that we as adults do that kids will not be taking part in for a long time. Driving, using a big knife, cooking, you know. It's not necessarily like every kid's just, I hear about it once in a while, like, oh, my kid just potty trained themselves. Yeah, great. But for the majority of people, you have to teach them. Yes. Well, we have, honestly, I got so many children right now in the classroom where they saw other group of the children that started going on the potty all the time. And then they would call me and showing the diapers to take off the diapers so they can sit on the potty. And for me, it was like, yes, I'm going to put you on the potty so gladly. (laughs) Absolutely. I always say too, yeah, if you can get another child involved, it's always helpful. And even for my clients who have difficulty at daycare, I said, they need a bathroom buddy. They need another kid to say, hey, let's go to the bathroom. Because the information coming from another child, they want to be like their peers. It's really beautiful. We got the group... That's what we were actually doing the whole this time, taking two or three of them and then sitting together in the party. So they would actually start talking to each other. Are you pooping? Are you, do you pee? <laughs> so for me, I'm like, let me just bring you guys some tea so you can enjoy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, you guys, just so you know, we're recording on Zoom today and there's like a hair of a delay. So that's when we start talking over each other because we keep pausing and trying to let the other person go. <laughs> and in your school, do you have little potties or is it those little toilets? We have little potties. Yeah, that little works out best. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And they love it actually the best. We do have the, I mean, the regular toilet with the seats, but most of the time they, they do choose the potties. Yeah, I love schools that allow that because you're right, they do sit there. But I love yes. the idea of bringing them yes. tea so they can sit and gossip about them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, we have three potties and then, yes, so three of them can sit on the potties to talk to each other. That's awesome. All right. So let's walk us through what was the most successful pattern that you found? So like if a parents took like three or four days over the weekend, right? We're able to relay to you some signs, some PP dances, like how their child is doing. What were other things that parents can do to assist the daycare that helped you? I really just love when they're honest and when they tell us what is actually happening at home, you know, meaning did the poop accident happen? How many accidents did happen? So at least I can pay attention also in the classroom. Also, when they pooping, do they like to go somewhere in the corner or they're going to come and tell or do they have some cramps or something? So I just like to know those kind of information. So the moment I notice that that is happening, for example, I have one girl and night. No, even while she was still in the diapers, she would find some corner, quiet corner. And the moment I see her over there, I'm like, let's go potty. Let's go sit on the potty. And that is actually when when she goes to poop. But then she likes just the privacy. And she, I think she's the only child which likes to actually sit in the bathroom. And by herself. By herself. I mean, those are just some small things when, again, 
when you observe the child and you see some patterns, which one are helpful for us again in the classroom. So the moment we notice those kind of little things, I yeah. can just follow them. But again, I think for us, the best what is work is every half an hour, 45 minutes, reminding them to go to the potty. If we don't remind them, then they do have a lot of accidents. They just forget because again, in the school, they, they have their own friends, then they're playing a lot. They're and busy. then in my school, we really have a lot of outside time. So we are all the time almost outside. And when they're outside, they completely forget. And that mm-hmm. is, that is really the moments when they start having a lot of accidents. Always, but, always outside yeah. in daycare is the biggest accident. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's why we are every half an hour, 45 minutes, let's go potty. And then yeah. we take a group of two or three of them and then go to the potty. Do you bring the potties outside or do they stay inside? Well, we have a, a backyard. So we are going back in the classroom because outside we don't really have where to dump the... Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's place. true. How many teachers are there for the 12 kids? Three. Three. So that's yeah. a good ratio too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. in the bigger daycares, they don't have that. I know. I know. That's why it it can start being very, I mean, sometimes we would be two of us and that is the moment when we were like, woohoo, this is a lot. Yeah. 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 And then I know I love to like how you said honesty, because like in my book, sometimes I tell people to not be honest if the daycare is not working because sometimes the kids do great at daycare. So it's like, sometimes we need the parents are, are too much. And especially I love when a daycare or preschool takes a group together because that yes. herd mentality works so great for so many yes. kids. So it's like, oh, do you go in and tell them? Because sometimes then the teachers anticipate a disaster. We were talking about that. I mean, definitely my coworkers and I, they would be like, okay, let's prepare ourselves. We are not going to have a lot of accidents. We're going to have an amazing day. Every single morning, I would be like, okay, let's prepare myself. And then honestly, when I said that, my mindset like that, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you say that. I always feel like I'm like a big hippy dippy, like woo woo person when I say like, it, that matters. It sets oh, yeah. up the whole nonverbal communication, but it also makes it like less devastating when you're like, we're going to have a good day. Oh goodness. There's an accident. Oh, well, you know, it keeps you buoyed, I think. And then do you have the parents bring in extra clothes or the parents kind of figure out the moment we send one set of the clothes back home next day, they're bringing it back another set. So <laughs> that they have their own cubbies and they do have a lot of clothes also over there. The parents, they were keeping a lot of clothes, which is for us amazing. But again, we are the school which one always going outside, no matter if it's rain, if it's snowy, if it's windy, we are always going outside. So they always had the extra clothes yep. just in case if they get wet or something. So we always had a lot of clothes in their cubbies. That's but then so if we had also very good communication, so it would always be if, if we noticed that there is not enough clothes for them. So we would just text them and they can bring some more. That's great. Is it a Montessori school? No, this is Reggie Emilia. I don't know if you heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Reggie Emilia program. It's a Scandinavian actually school. So it's very outgoing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Maria Montessori always said potty training should be between 12 and 18 months. Yeah. And so now that's gotten very confused because Montessori, a lot of people think Montessori is child led, which it's not. There's a lot of freedom. And there's some Montessori schools that are like, oh, they're four, they're not ready. And I'm like, that's not really the Montessori teaching. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I am a Montessori teacher. And 
I guess depends on the school where you're working. It's a lot of different understandings, I guess. I didn't know this. There's probably, I think the number's like 8,000 Montessori schools in the U.S. And out of that, only 1,200 are actually Montessori. So people have taken the name and the aesthetic, you know, like just because you have neutral colored toys, (laughs) wooden toys, doesn't mean you're Montessori, you know, there's a method to it. It's not just, you know. Well, just in New Jersey, when I, I started last year, I was looking for a job. And in just in New Jersey, I went in a lot of Montessori schools and I couldn't actually stay in any of them. And yeah. I was lucky to find this school and it's, it just started talking to me. So, but then yeah. I have a lot of freedom, which is amazing. I really love my school because I, like a teacher, I really have a lot of freedom. So I really respect that. That's good. Do you guys have those apps that keep parents updated throughout the day? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's I don't like those. Do you, do you contact the parents when they have an accident? No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> no. Some of my clients, they're like trying to work, they're in a no. board meeting and like they're getting a notification that their child just pooped their pants. And like, there's so many daycares no. that are like, I don't know. There's this weird thing happening where they're not helping the child through anything. They're like, okay, he's hitting again. They text the parent, like he's hitting again. And I'm like, you've got to handle that. The parents at work, that's why they're paying you. No, we have an app, but it's more just for, I mean, for the communication. And then we are taking up pictures of the children so they can see actually about how they spend the day. If there is some accident in a meaning, if they fell or something, if they hurt themselves, then yes. At that moment, we have to notice them. We need to send the message just to yes. let them know that they're okay. If God forbid something is not okay, then our director is calling actually the parent if the child needs to come. Okay. Uh, if, the, if the parent needs to come to pick up the child, but in other cases, just to let them know actually that the children are safe and they're, they're okay. Sure. Yeah, that's great. How do we replicate this, Alexandra? I'm making you executive director of our <laughs> of our daycare franchise. <laughs> I would, I would love to. I mean, that is definitely my dream because honestly, this is my fourth school that I, that since I'm in States that I'm working and every single time, like, whoa, I mean, every school has something different, but then you're really realizing actually, that's why I love to work with the children. You really see how you can change the world. Yes. And that is something really amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so great too for you to have that. I think all teachers have that drive in the beginning. And then depending on the school they are at and the systems they get caught in it, they can get really beaten down. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was a student taught second grade as my first major. And it was horrible to see the teachers that had just been burnt out, you know, by the system, by the paperwork, by the bureaucracy. And you saw their spark die, you know? I've always said teachers need to be paid a million dollars a year, not sports. Why, why are we giving money to these guys who can throw a baseball? Like we give it to the people who are helping form our children. <laughs> I mean, to form not just the, the children, but then again, the future country, the future, everything. It's, it's everything in their hands. And then the adults are complaining how we are having a wrong system. Well, <laughs> I know. Don't well, get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> I homeschool my son. I was like, enough of the system. I'm out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. What would you tell parents? Like, 
I know most people listening to this are just drooling or, I mean, I almost started to cry a couple of times just hearing your school sounds so wonderful, your approach, your care, the respect for the child. But what can parents do besides the honesty? What else would you recommend that they do? You know, clearly there are signs and their signals. Anything well, else to support the process? To relax and enjoy. I would love for the parents for those three or four days, how much they're spending for the potty training. I know it's sometimes it's hard to put away everything, the work, the cleaning, the cooking, but then just order the food and enjoy, really enjoy with them and get to know them. Because sometimes we really, I mean, even for me, like a teacher, it's sometimes really hard to stop, to stop everything and observe them, just observe them and see what they're going to tell you. Yeah. For me, and I have a feeling for every adult person who has a child in the classroom or in the, in the house, when you actually see the child for themselves, not what you want of that child. But not just, what you want, what you got. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's really liberating in a meaning that you are letting go of your expectations, but then you see just that person, that little person, because they are little persons. They're little human beings, which one are growing, but just in, I, I would just tell them to enjoy and to relax and just be, again, I think that connection also, if they are sending the child in the, in the daycare, it's a very important thing. I have a feeling also for the teachers, whoever loves actually that job, when the parent comes with nice expectations and then the teachers are helping their child, I think the teachers are also going to feel that and just tell them actually everything how it is. Yeah. Because there is sometimes the parents which one would put so much expectations and then their child is the best, their child would never do that, the child, it's yeah. amazing and everything. But then, and then the teachers are kind of stepping back, oh, how I'm going to talk to these parents. Are they yeah. going to get offended or something? But again, I'm always saying to my parents, I really love that we are on the same level. For me, I'm looking at your child. I mean, I'm trying to just extend an arm from yes, you. Yes, yes, if yes. You're, if you are your left, then I'll just try to be your right hand so we can actually raise this child with the same values, with the yeah, same values so they can actually grow in a one healthy person. I think that is the most important thing, just for them to be healthy and be safe. I'm starting to cry. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, everybody had that. And I think it's so true. It's like any relationship, right? Like yes. expectations are going to mess you up. You need exactly. to be honest. And like, I think sometimes, especially depending on our own past, how we were with teachers, sometimes parents go into that relationship with a teacher as like, like yeah. And so like, I'll be your right hand if you'll be the left. I love that. That's so beautiful. (laughs) I had a like really quick, I've told this story, I think before on this podcast a while ago, many years ago, I had this couple in New York, very high powered lawyers, lawyers in New York City, and their potty training process was just kind of a mess. No big issues. It was just kind of messy. So I said, okay, I'm going to need Saturday and Sunday with you guys at home so we can kind of clean up the process. And the mom said, oh, I can't. So this child was three and a half. She said, I can't on Saturday. She has her Mandarin lesson. She has to take her swim lesson because we're hoping she gets on the swim team in college. And like, she lists all the activities for this three and a half year old. And I was like, what? So they were lawyers in New York City. I said, you guys have probably heard a lot. So I can be honest, right? And they were like, yep, 
hit us honest. And I said, what the hell are you doing? She's sitting in her own crap. Like, why are you worried about the swim team in college? You've got a kid sitting in her own excrement. Like stay home and let's do this. And the mom started to laugh and she was like, you're right. Why am I bothering with Mandarin when she not even body trained? And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Talk about expectations, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was a beautiful, I love your approach. I love how you feel about children. And it's such good advice. Observe your child, observe the child you have. I've always said that they come into, like, we're not filling them with knowledge. We are the bumpers. You know, when you go bowling and you put up the bumpers, that's all we are. And they just, that is beautiful. That is so true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alexandra. I really appreciate your time and this wonderful conversation. And you guys, now now we've raised the bar. Now you know what to look for if you have the luxury of finding a daycare. (laughs) (laughs) I know for a lot of you, you are stuck. And we do have a daycare course, the daycare blueprint, if things are going wonky with daycare. So be sure to get that because I know that not everybody has the luxury of finding a school like this or switching daycares if daycare is being difficult. It's really challenging. And I know daycares a lot of times won't help parents and then they need to be fully potty trained for preschool. So the working parents just get screwed because they only have like a couple of days in that change to potty train. So do your best. If you are struggling, get the daycare blueprint. That is at jamiegrowacki.com. And Alexandra, thank you so much. This is wonderful. (laughs) All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.